0: Welcome to
1: another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your
2: hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Happy uh, day after Memorial Day, which will make it Tuesday. Thanks for being with us today. It's a gorgeous day, although be it uh, very, it's super very hot. hot. Yeah.
3: It is really very hot. hot. Wow, but yeah. I'm not complaining. No, no. Because we had like a three-year-long winter, so I am not <laughs> complaining even a little no. bit. I feel good about I it. I
2: feel just fine. Okay,
3: let me ask you this, John. Yes. Um, is it hot in your house?
2: Uh, I mean, not really. You know, last night was the first night I used a fan. Okay. So not big, not that big of a deal. All right. But you? Yeah. Well,
3: well, now you. Know, for our listeners just joining us who don't know this uh neither you your family nor my family have air conditioning
2: no we've been port sitting a lot lately okay
3: um there's one difference in my reality is that um my husband and i have moved our bedroom up oh, to the attic oh
2: that's gotta be hot it's really that's hot. hot it's really hot I, i've had <laughs> i've lived on the third floor of houses that's yeah, hot up there it's hot up there
3: I gotta be honest, it's yeah. hot up there.
2: But you have air conditioning up there, don't you? No. Oh, I thought you were gonna put something in up there.
3: Well, we were thinking about it, but we haven't, haven't done it yet. Uh-uh. Oh,
2: you better do it.
3: Be- <laughs> last night was the first night. I laid down in bed and I thought, Wow, well, it's hot. <laughs>
2: you have a fan? Uh-huh. Okay, that's Do fine. I have a fan? If I something. didn't have a fan, I wouldn't be living. <laughs> Isn't it something? And this is weird because I'm sure that you and I are the minority. We have to be the, the oh, yeah. minority.
3: I don't think there's one other house in my whole neighborhood that doesn't have air conditioning. Well, if you drive around, you look for people whose windows are open. And I don't see anybody who has open windows.
2: Huh. Well, we have open windows. We I sure do, sure that and I an open
3: front door, sc- and an yeah, open exactly. side door. Like, wherever I can put a screen, man, it is there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I always like it. Screens are in good shape, right? They're cleaned mm-hmm. off, ready to go.
3: It's going to be hot tonight.
2: Is it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. yeah is it? What is it, consider- it out there right now? Well, 99.
3: 93 when I came to work. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. That's Classic fine. Michael look.
2: My kids always complain. Like they're, they're like, you know, suffering. I'm like, get over it, you guys. Mm-hmm. We didn't have air conditioning. Makes you a better person. You That's think a, it does? I always tell them. That. Okay, good. So yeah. you have you have the moral upper hand. Yeah, ninety one, right, right now. Thanks, Mike. Good for you. All right. Hey, um you were at the Springhouse. Speaking of being hot, hot in the country, milking a cow.
3: It was. uh, Thank you to everybody who came out to the Spring House Saturday. It was super fun. Um, I love Marsha. I love her mom and dad, her whole family. We had a great time again. Very good. Met a bunch of listeners I'd never met before. Nice. Um, Of course, there were some ones who were good friends who come out on a yearly basis or something close to that. It was really fun to see Did
2: someone give you a gift? Yes, Marty. She gave you like a a Marty
3: made... Uh, a cow milking crown
2: Ooh, for me oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: it was a crown it was adorned with uh flowers and a uh a milk bucket and really? a cow
2: now, did marty used to have a store yes uh at the galleria yes i saw that and i thought oh that's marty that's yeah. marty okay excellent yep
3: and she also made me uh, something to hang on my wall which uh referred to me as the cow milking queen
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. which
3: is the deepest of ironies because i'm Really bad at milking cows. You are so bad. Really, really bad.
2: You posted a photo. Was that from last year? Because after I I commented on it, I thought you had posted it was like, the cow looked like it was performing a gymnastic routine. That
3: was from last year. Okay. That cow was angry mm, last year. I mean, but I'll be honest, this one was angry this year as well.
2: Well, yeah, because it's got a couple of amateurs down
3: there. No, no, not a couple of amateurs. Pat O'Brien is not an amateur. Yeah. I am the amateur.
2: Mm. I think
3: she just they there's a communication amongst the cows. Sure. And they say this woman's back
4: mm. and
3: you know we hate her because she's from, you know, the city. It, the city and doesn't know anything. Yeah. And so that's what happens. But yeah, we had to move several times during the cow milking. She got agitated mm-hmm. and we had to stand up for fear of getting run over by no doubt.
2: honestly i'm surprised peter doesn't show up it's you think they would no i understand once the word's out i understand
3: yeah. i did win but i said that's the essence well, of grace not works it's believe me tainted isn't it? it's, it's super tainted. sort of
2: like the, uh, the equivalent of steroids there's a little wiggle going on <laughs> i
3: don't think it's there. like no, no, steroids no, it's kind of it's in a way It's nothing like steroids it's, it's sanctioned cheating it's, it's in not a way. sanctioned it is it's not cheating. No,
2: it is. It's a I've gift. I've been there. It's a gift. I worked with Pat. It's I know a gift. that. I know that whole story. It's a gift.
3: Anyway, thank you to everybody at the Spring House. Very and nice. photos available on Facebook, All The right. Ride Home with Johnny Kathy.
2: Speaking of debacles, uh, Roseanne was canceled today. <sighs> the show, the sitcom Roseanne. Now, i got to be honest. I've never seen Roseanne, either in in any incarnation of it. I saw early-
3: I saw one episode early, which was, what, 20 years ago?
2: Uh, easily. Maybe more than that. I saw right.
3: one episode. I And I love John Goodman. Me too. I disliked that show so deeply Uh that I thought I have zero – I'm sure I didn't even finish watching the half hour. I I don't get it. So the fact that it was back was of zero interest to me.
2: So it came back. There was a reincarnation of Roseanne the sitcom. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the ratings were solid and it received some critical acclaim, which is shocking.
3: And um, it was most watched in three cities in America – uh, the number two being Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> what does that say? Come well, it on, says that a
3: lot of people in Pittsburgh really like liked Roseanne. Roseanne.
2: Okay, so today Roseanne tweeted. She tweeted. And I don't think I, I'm not even going to bother to read this. Let's tweets. not read what yeah, she said, I mean, because it's not helpful.
3: And why was she – so she, she made a uh, descriptive comment. About Valerie Jarrett, who was the former top advisor to Barack Obama when he was president. What is why this? was she even talking have, about Valerie Jarrett? Was have, she in the news for some reason? No. Well, then no. why was she talking about her?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Be just because uh, I don't know, because it's Hollywood. That's all. That's you know, the how, how can you say that? I mean, it's uh, okay.
3: It's, it was it was ridiculous, it and is. the tweet was uh, racially tinged. Uh, Let's put it that way.
2: Racist and inexcusable, quite honestly. Really? Who does this in the 21st century?
3: It was, Just be quiet. It was only uh, two hours later that ABC decided to cancel her show.
2: Oh, I see. You know what? Uh, Roseanne tweeted this because she had an exchange with Chelsea Clinton, of all people. On Twitter? Yeah. I bet that was mm-hmm. edifying. Yeah, yeah. She referred to Mrs. Cl- Ms. Cl- uh, Chelsea Clinton as Chelsea Soros Clinton, which is a reference to George Sor- Soros, mm-hmm. who was a Clinton insider.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: now uh, Roseanne did say I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks I should have known better forgive me my joke was in bad taste why do people all of a sudden get a conscience and where is that conscience before they hit the tweet button
2: because you, you just can't help yourself
3: you do, so how little judgment do you show that you e- ever tweet anything like
2: that right. where's your filter what the right. heck I don't know. I guess that's what makes people creative in some ways, that they sort of act on that impulse. It's all part of the psychology of it. I don't know. But apparently the the show's gone, which is neither here nor there to me, because I didn't watch it in the past, so I'll not watch it in the future.
3: All right. Did you watch Roseanne? I mean, is this a show that you liked? Obviously, a lot of people in Pittsburgh are watching it, because this is the number two city yeah. out of all the cities in America that that uh, weighed in as being in favor of the show.
2: How about a little later on in the show, we go to the phones and talk oh, about this? sounds okay? good. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe all like right. during the 5.30 hour uh, okay. f- a segment of the show. Hey, we do have a good show for you today. A Very interesting lineup of guests. Um the food trucks are back, which, again, is another harbinger of uh, I get excited summer. about that. Me too.
3: But I have not contacted Mission Mahi.
2: Which is right up your alley.
3: I know. Why wouldn't I want to do this? I yeah. mean, if there's there's not a person on earth, I believe, I believe, who likes a fish taco more than me.
2: Mm. I think that's true. <laughs> I mean, how I many? equate the two together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Jimmy Woods is going to be with us. He is the uh, proprietor of Mission Mahi, a food truck making its way around. He's got a story to tell about his life and times. Stay tuned for that. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. It's Word FM.
4: 101.5 WORD.
2: Sad but true.
1: Everything that some people know about the devil, they learn from Hollywood. How about you? What do you really know about the devil? And what should you know about him? Find out this week when John MacArthur gives you a biblical look at God, Satan, and angels here on Grace To You, tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
3: Now, I know many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you also know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings? Up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and also your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So... Call Marley Financial now. What are you waiting for? 724-884-1496. Find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at MarleyFG.com.
6: Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School, 412-242-8886
5: i'm a one-trick pony literally i show up at kids parties and act cute that's pretty much it so excuse me for being bitter when geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance but we do more like give you 24 7 access online over the phone or even via our award-winning mobile app well ooh la la aren't they (laughs) multi-talented hey i said
2: organic carrots geico expect great savings and a whole lot more Like the Swallows to Capistrano, the food trucks arrive once the weather breaks here in the city of Pittsburgh. Jimmy Woods is with us. Uh, he himself a proprietor of a food truck, but it also he's got a backstory to tell, which is really interesting. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Good to see you today. Thanks, man. So uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah,
3: tell us about your food first. Yeah, what do yeah. you
2: do? Uh, Mission Mahi. Uh, we
7: have killer fish
3: tacos. There we go. Uh,
7: We have a food truck that's been on the road for three years as of May 4th, so almost exactly three years we've been on the road. Um, It's been incredible. Uh, We are all in recovery from drugs and or alcohol, Uh, everybody that works on the truck, and now at the restaurant. We just opened a restaurant in Cranberry Township. Nice. Okay.
3: First of all, give us a look. Do you guys uh, in the truck stay in a couple places? Are you all over? How can people find you? We're all over.
7: We post on Facebook where we're going to be each week okay Uh, i put my schedule on there um i wasn't booking a whole lot at the beginning of the opening of the restaurant because i wasn't sure if i'd be able to be on the road yet Uh, i had pretty good staff come aboard pretty quickly and i was able to get the food truck back out quicker than i thought i'd be able to yeah Um, and where's your place uh, in cranberry uh, we're 8032 rowan road
3: okay in cranberry and what's that around uh, we're
7: at a driving range. We're connected to a driving range so you can okay. hit some golf balls or you can eat fish tacos and heckle people hitting golf balls, one Great. or the other.
8: Yeah. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it does
2: I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's it like? What's the idea? Like one day you wake up and you say, okay, I'm going to start a food truck or I'm going to start a, a small restaurant. I mean, obviously you've got a background in food service. Tell us Tell us that thread.
7: Well, how this all happened was I uh, I was a bar and restaurant owner um and in 2012 i i had i was trying to stay clean while in the bar business um i had an alcohol what i thought was just a problem with drinking an alcohol problem i stopped drinking opened a bar and restaurant in lawrenceville yeah uh we were the first new place in lawrenceville and it did really well and i wasn't quite uh at the place where i could handle things um my wife and i split up and i always say when the adult supervision left I was in big trouble sure you know I hadn't uh, I hadn't got completely clean um, I hadn't really done the steps and I always you know the 12 steps of AA I was involved with AA thank God because when I went back out those guys saved my life helped save my life um, you know I was very connected at the time and nice. uh, you know so in 2012 uh, what happened to me was I went back out um, I was drinking heavily and doing a lot of opiates um, I totaled two of my cars that year in 2012. Uh, I was in j- the hospital in jail numerous times. I remember being at Passman Hospital, and a woman across the counter said to me, Mr. Woods, you've been here 17 times this year. We can't help you. Wow. And I had been mm-hmm. taken there numerous times. One time, uh, they told my mother I'd broken the record for the uh, highest blood alcohol ever brought in in a living, breathing human being. Holy smokes. I was .58 was my blood alcohol. Um, i had been locked out of my own restaurant i wasn't allowed in there was a pfa against me from the building owner who was a friend of mine um who had threatened uh just a a horrible horrible year
2: so you were just a wild man i
7: went off the deep end yeah yeah and uh you know and and what happened was uh january 6th of 2013 um after numerous trips to jail and the hospital Uh, and out of options i crawled into memorial park church where you guys have pastor dean weaver on here quite a bit sure and uh he was part of me the reason i showed up there um he had sucked me back into church uh when i'd gotten out of jail one time so uh, i knew where to go you know even when i wasn't quite ready to be there but uh that night it was january 6 2013 I crawled into Memorial Park Church just as a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doors were open for an N.A. meeting. I wasn't even sure that there was not was a meeting there. I just knew the doors were open. I was just looking for a place to sleep. Sure. Um, I lived not far from there. Uh, there was no safe place for me to be. And I crawled in there, and I slept in the front pew. And uh, I begged a God who I wasn't even sure was listening or that I wasn't even sure I believed in. I begged for help, and I slept there in the front pew. And, uh, I woke up a few hours later, I'm not sure exactly how long I was there, and I remember being nervous that, uh, somebody there had seen me sleeping, or somebody heard me snoring, or, or whatever, and I, and I got up and I walked out the door, and, uh, I could have walked home, but I was, I lived across the cemetery, and, uh. I could have walked home, but I was afraid I was going to wake up in the middle of the night and need a drink because I would go through horrible withdrawals.
9: Mm.
7: And uh, Luciano's Pizza was across the street, and uh, they sell six packs, and I walked across and bought myself a 12-pack, and crossing back across the street, I was hit by a car uh, that was going 35 mile an hour. God sent an elderly woman in a 2007 Cobalt <laughs> <laughs> to save my life, and it, and it truly save my life. On my money clip... That my girlfriend nika gave me it says blessed and says one 2013 and the best day of my life was the day when i got hit by the car wow and uh it set in motion everything i always like to say that mission mahi was conceived that night at memorial park church mm-hmm. you know that uh, that was the beginning of the end for me as far as my drinking and drug use so was,
3: what happened when you got hit by the car
7: um i was taken. she hit me a 35 mile an hour crossing the street right below the right knee and almost took my right leg off uh, my right arm and shoulder were taken off, and this is—I have all cadaver ligaments and tendons holding this on. And my head must either hit the windshield. I shot seventy-five feet into the edge of the cemetery, and I had a severe brain injury as well. And they got me to Allegheny General. Uh, I woke up five five days later. I think it was on Wednesday. It's the first thing I remember. And I remember my mom saying to me, "What's the last thing you remember?" And the last thing I remembered was begging God to save my life. And here I am, strapped down
10: at mm-hmm. Allegheny General.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And uh, believe me, at you that point... You said that's not what I meant. <laughs> at that point, I didn't think I had been saved. you know. But I had been. And I wouldn't recognize it for probably six months. Yeah.
2: So uh, on that 6th of January, as you were walking across the street, that was the last time you had alcohol pressed against you? Yes. That's quite a change, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So then what happened then? I mean, other than getting hit by the car and your reintroduction back into <clears throat> AA.
7: Well, that ha- what happened there was, and it's, it's very right. important because... What happened was is that I would, was put into a second-chance program that Allegheny County had started because I was facing – I should have gone upstate. I was facing jail time for I a see. third and fourth DUI, and I was extremely high blood alcohol on both of them. And uh, I was wheeled into court, and this judge wasn't feeling any sympathy for me. I'm sure. He had been looking for me for a year and a half. And uh, he, he go, gave me a choice, jail or rehab, and I started arguing with him. So he handcuffed and shackled me and sent me downstairs for a little bit and brought me up and asked me what I wanted to do. And I ended up in rehab and uh, ended up in pyramid rehab, which is like a jail rehab. Uh, most of the guys were coming out of prison. Uh, there were only two or three of us out of 60 that were coming in from the outside. Um, nobody wanted to be there, but I got what I needed in that rehab. I, was, I withdrew for two weeks. Um, I'll tell you this because it's the most important thing that happened to me uh, In that rehab facility, I didn't get a whole lot of recovery But what I got is exactly what I needed I was there and uh, for two weeks I, w- I couldn't sleep I was withdrawing so bad and the pain that I had uh, From the that, accident? From the accident Anybody that's ever withdrawn When you withdraw from opiates, you can barely touch your skin So along with that I had all these severe injuries and my last surgery was my arm and shoulder being Mm. sewn on it was only six weeks earlier I was in agonizing pain and uh, just in a horrible place and I finally got a night's sleep after two weeks and I woke up in the middle of the night and every night the jail guards or the guys from the rehab would come around shine the light in your face and make sure you were still there and I woke up two weeks later it was two weeks in and it was the last day and I, I love I love the fact that it was the first day in 30 years that I didn't have a drug or a drink in my system. And I came to in the middle of the night to this bright light and there was nobody there. And I closed my eyes and the light got brighter and warmer and this overwhelming love came over me. And I knew that I was in the presence of God. He took me to this place where there was no pain or self-pity. And I had this huge, unbelievable amount Mm. of gratefulness for my life for everything that i had then he dropped me back down in that bed and i jumped out of bed and i woke up the heroin dealer that was sleeping there in the room with me and i said i will never drink or do another drug again i just got the greatest natural high ever and from that moment on, I've never had the desire for a drink or drug.
2: Is that right? Yeah. Jimmy Woods is with his Mission Mahi, is his food truck, restaurant. So, what about that, Jimmy? I mean, a lot of guys, you know, going to AA uh, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves. Um, I don't know if guys who've been in AA where they have no faith connection at all. A buddy of mine was like, Well, I make my living uh, as a contractor, so my boots, my work boots, are a power okay. greater than myself's. But clearly, there's a big difference between a pair of boots and Jesus Christ, Sure, that gulf there. You you talk about that moment, and then there's a road that's put out there before you.
7: Yeah, and for me, it talks about it in the AA Big Book, some of us. And what I understood at that point was that I have no patience. God knew. He knew exactly what I was going to do with my life. And at that point, he also knew that I wasn't going to make it through the 12 steps. The 12 steps is after having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, There was no way I was making it through those steps. As soon as I got out of there, I'd have been using as quick as possible if I wouldn't have experienced what I experienced. I was still facing Mm -hmm. two years with an ankle bracelet on. I was still, my life was destroyed. My house was for sale. My cars were gone. My business was gone. Everything was gone, you know. And throughout this recovery for the next couple of years, I would have to fall back on that moment that I had with God in that rehab facility. It was so real and so true that. I kept saying to myself, God told you you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be all right. And I laugh now. I say, if God would have told me everything was going to be as great as it is right now, I would have thought he was lying to me. You know, I mean, life is
2: just incredibly mm-hmm. good, and yeah. I'm rewarded every single day. Outstanding. Was, yeah. So the good news is you're saved, and you're bringing guys in, women in, who are working for you or on a similar path.
7: Yeah, yeah. They're working with me, you know, and – uh I was. I used to laugh and say, you know, God decided it wasn't good a good idea for me to reproduce. You know, it probably wouldn't have been a good idea. <laughs> and now I have a bunch of kids, and jokingly they call me dad. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's humbling, isn't it? Yeah, it is humbling. I said, I'm not old enough to be your dad, but I am. You know, you know. And I'm and I'm proud to be their dad. Hey, I really am. Are, right? I'm, prou- I'm proud. For, I'm proud to have that title. I'm proud that they look up to me that
2: way. So five years you know, sober.
7: Five. Uh, July Fourth is what. And I actually, I went into the rehab on the 6th of July. So the pain meds, uh, you know, my sobriety sobriety date is the 4th of July. The 3rd of July was the last time I took a pain med. Mm -hmm. Mm Fabulous. Yeah. So.
3: Wow. So what's it like to be on the other side, being the dad and bringing people in?
7: I love it, but I take a, uh, it's changed my life. I mean, the experience that I had with God would change, it. it would change anyone's life. And I wondered and I felt this huge amount of stress. You know, after that happened to me, immediately I went to this. What am I going to do with this now? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do with this now? He saved me for a reason. This, ha- this doesn't happen to everyone. And I'm not kidding you. The next day at that rehab facility, my name came over the speaker system. And I was sentenced to 30 days there, and I was only in for two weeks. And I went down there, and the same guy that had seen this violent criminal every single day that was mad at everything uh, saw this super happy uh, person walk mm-hmm. into his office, and he said, Mr. Woods, you ready to go home? And out of the blue, they asked me if I was ready to go home. And the reason why they asked me if I was ready to go home, I knew it. And I said, I'll go wherever you tell me I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and uh, he said, we're going to let you out of here early. It's probably not going to be for a few days. We're going to let you out of here early. And it didn't make sense to me, but then it did. You know, it was uh, God knew I got what I needed at that moment. And uh, and it made sense to me when I ended up hearing that I was going to Fox Chapel Gateway um, I wasn't happy about that either, but I knew there was a reason I was going there. And what happened in the Gateway Rehab Facility was God let me out of Pyramid early so that I could be with the kids that I was with Mm -hmm. at Gateway, with the group that I was with. Because it seemed like every single kid in that group worked for a guy like me in the food service industry where it was okay to drink and do drugs as Mm -hmm. long as you shared it with me. You know, as long as you weren't too bad, as long as you showed up for work, as long as I okayed it, you know. So I had this huge amount of guilt Mm -hmm. and uh, knew that I had to open something, start something, and give them a safe place to do what they love to do. You know, these people cook, and that's that's all they know, or they wait tables, and that's all they know. And they're in a rehab facility, and they're scared to death because they don't know how to do anything else. Now, yes. what are they going to do? And there is not a kitchen or a restaurant in the city of Pittsburgh that I know of where there isn't some guy or girl with the th- with the pills that you need in their pocket. So you're around it all mm. the time. Sure. You know, the temptation is huge.
2: Right. Uh, so – Jimmy Woods, Mission Mahi. Hey, Jimmy, Jim, in a couple of minutes we got left. My, my hope is that as we talk about recovery, people join us on the air like yourself or, or on the path to recovery, that there are people out there who are in the radio uh, and they're in the car and they're pushing that dial and they hear something up and down that dial and they hear your story. So somebody out there right now who's an active addict or an alcoholic, just offer just a moment of hope to that person and, and bring them in.
7: There is hope. Um, there's hope for all of us. And what we need to do is the family that we have at Mission Mahi, we need to help each other, you know, and get out of yourself for a minute. And even in an early recovery, you can help somebody by giving them a ride somewhere. Uh, I tell these kids we're, we're associated with Ridgeview Rehab. In fact, we bust the boys out to the uh, – we used to take the truck to the rehab facility and talk to the boys and girls and feed them. Uh, we bust them out to the restaurant. Um, You know, I tell these kids, I say, start simple. Just hold the door for somebody, not somebody right behind you, somebody that's 30 feet across a parking lot. Stand there and hold the door for them, and you won't believe the conversation that that will open up. You know, it's just something so simple to start helping someone else. What I did before I even knew what I was going to really do, I was going to Light a Life Rescue Mission. I might have been doing it for selfish reasons. I was going down there to see how people had it that had it worse than me, Mm -hmm. even though I had just lost everything. You know, but I was going down there and making those guys laugh and helping them out, serving them some breakfast. And on the way home, driving up 279, I would feel high. You know, it was my new high, I used to call it. You know, it was just this feeling that Mm -hmm. I got just from helping people, getting out of self. Yeah. Just for a minute.
2: Take the focus off yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, Jimmy. Before you leave us, let's talk fish tacos. <laughs> Killer
7: fish tacos. I yeah, feel like yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can let him go without talking fish I tacos. I can't even describe them. No, I want you to describe <laughs> You're gonna have to have them. Have one. She loves her
3: fish tacos.
2: Okay, now listen <laughs> seriously.
3: Listen to me, Jimmy. Until I would I'd never had a fish taco in my life until I went to California maybe a decade ago. I remember this little place I was I was eating in Laguna Beach, and they had these things, fish tacos. And I was like, Well, I like fish. I like tacos. I guess I should. Yeah. I mean, how bad can it be if they're combined, right? Ever since then, it's just sent me on a whole new life trajectory. All right, so tell me about your fish tacos. Well, you what, don't have
7: to go. To, you don't have to go to California. <laughs> right. No, no, of course not. You, know, you can just come to Cranberry right. for the best. Fish right. Taco. Okay. We've been told by so many people from, I guess. San Diego is the fish, fish mm-hmm. taco capital of the world. We've had so many people say, I lived in San Diego and this is the best fish taco. Wow. I've ever had. Okay, great. So I'll, That's use, that. I'll use that as use that. Okay, so does it,
3: have, does it have slaw on it? Does it have. It can. Of
7: course, we have a Pittsburgh fish taco. Not it has, uh, French no the, the has French fries and slaw. The Yinzer has French fries and slaw on so it. Funny. But we also have an, an original, and uh, our original is just a half an avocado, the black and mahi mahi. <gasps> And a little bit of tomato and some oh sriracha mayo. Oh, We wrap all of these up in a 10-inch tortilla and grill it on a panini grill <gasps> so it's like a big grilled burrito.
2: Sounds good. What? Yeah. yeah, so. All right. Okay, I'll so, see you there.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be saying no. <laughs> no, no. How <laughs> do we find
2: you? You guys on the web? There it is. Okay, yeah. I got my card There's right here. the right address. In. Mission yeah, okay. Mahi,
3: uh, 8032 Rowan Road in Cranberry Township. Um, I'll put a link to your Facebook page on our Facebook cool. page so that people can track your truck and, and find out where you are week to week. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks,
7: guys.
6: The big buzzword in ministry today is on being missional. Perhaps your congregation is looking for ways to do just that. But before you think about going overseas, there is a population right here at home that is ripe for the harvest. Let's just say they're a captive audience. Consider starting your church's own prison ministry team by partnering with Kairos Prison Ministry. Since the 1970s, Kairos has effectively trained teams of men and women to reach the prison population for Christ, as well as the families of prisoners who are doing time on the outside. New teams are being formed now in the western Pennsylvania area. Your church has an opportunity to make a real difference. But a word of caution, once you see the life-changing transformation God brings through you as a Kairos volunteer, you'll never want to stop. This could be your Kairos moment. Call 412-368-6691 to find out more. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Individual results may vary.
9: My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns,
11: a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was
4: give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from
9: point A to point B and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior.
11: His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable.
9: I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to brain balance. There is our life before brain balance and there's our life after brain
1: balance and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different
6: Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012.
4: You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com
3: Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G.
9: Hardly cloudy tonight, warm and muggy, low 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, warm and humid with a couple of showers and even a heavier thunderstorm in the afternoon. And any storm could produce some flash flooding and damaging winds, especially from the city on west. 84 degrees, a couple of showers and thunderstorms will linger around tomorrow night and into the day Thursday, high Thursday 82. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
2: I got a, a Bible in the mail today. You did? Yeah. And it was um, it wasn't
3: from kind me. of funny.
2: No, it wasn't. It was from uh, Doubleday, I think. And it was, you know it just kind of made me think about it because we just had Jimmy Woods on talking about recovery. And it's Recovery Bible. Oh, Okay. Which you know, okay. So if you're in recovery, just follow along, and it okay. follows the steps in AA and whatnot. But it made me think about you know all the different Bibles, all the different you know varieties of Bibles that you know you can have. Oh, what do we have? The uh, the green Bible. I have the green Bible. Okay. Which actually I like. I know you you mock it, but
3: I, I don't mock the Bible. I'm please understand me. No, I no. just mock the green Bible yeah. because it's just so ridiculous.
2: Well, you know, you know why I like it. Why, why? I like it because of the feel of it. Oh, okay. It's got you know really nice paper and. Uh, this the is cover. why I dislike
3: it, is that everything that has. <laughs> See, I laugh even saying it because it's just preposterous. Everything related to the natural environment or to creation is printed in green.
2: Right. So you know.
3: I mean, come on. We're
2: used to the red letter Bible, yeah. which is Jesus. I would words. like the
3: ca- I- I'm looking for the capitalist Bible, like every uh, every. Um, Every verse that has anything to do with money Mm -hmm. or success or anything is going to be in purple. Mm -hmm. So I would like the capitalist Bible. Well, so – the socialist Bible only has that one verse from Acts where they had everything in common, but it's in a special color.
2: That's the socialist Bible. Okay, all that to say that you know there's a variety and style and topic of every Bible that you can imagine is produced now in America. Right?
3: right now, the recovery Bible I actually get. Of course, it has a purpose. Yes, it has. It's it's. I mean, it's found the Bible's foundational to what I understand about recovery, so I get that. Yes. It's a lot closer of a link there than with the green, the green Bible.
2: Bible. So, I've been saying this because it reminds me of our Bible League campaign, which is underway. We've been talking about the Bible League for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've been hoping to do this. Send 5,000 Bibles into Ethiopia, into Senegal, uh, to places in this world where people are crying out for their own copy. Truly crying out for their very own copy of the Bible. And, more importantly, for Bible training. Because, you know, anybody can give somebody a Bible, but if you don't know what you're reading or what it means, you know, you've got to have some meat to the bones. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible League does, and that's why we're so happy to partner with the Bible League every year. Why don't you join us right now at 800 670 One Bible is just $5. 5 bucks. Maybe you can do uh, 7 Bibles for $35 or 20 Bibles for $100 but help the Bible League make this goal of sending 5,000 Bibles out into Africa with your help at 800-670-9110 or online at wordfm.com but right now 800-670-9110. We're going to talk with about uh, original sin.
3: Is there such a thing, John?
2: We'll find out. Jason Sharone is with us next. 101.5 WORD.
1: Author and speaker Jen Wilkin believes that women's Bible study... A new focus.
11: Most people approach the Bible wanting to see a vision of themselves. What is this going to do to change my life? But the Bible is a vision of God. So when we study, we should be looking for that.
1: We'll look at how women can go deeper in their study of God's Word with Jen Wilkin next time on Family Life Today with Dennis Rainey.
11: Tomorrow morning
1: at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W O R D. Yeah,
12: traffic. It is what it is. Cars on the Kennedy Expressway. missed concerts, football games lots of cold dinners and cold shoulders from Cindy how much longer do I have to do this Kids miss me Cindy misses me our marriage is missing me
4: with a financial strategy from Kurt Kenotic
12: there he was on the radio again Kurt Kenotic sooner than they planned yeah retire sooner So I called Kurt We just talked about life, family it felt right. Then come to find out. Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic.
4: Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group. 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355.
10: Investment advisory services offered through ASG
12: Investment Management, LLC and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc.
4: Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veradesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly, so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk active workspace solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-desk.com slash radio. Message and data rates may apply. Texting enrolls for recurring text messages. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day, honey.
6: Oh, thanks, guys. I love the gifts. And guess what? This Father's Day, I got a special gift for the whole family.
4: Oh, something for us?
6: Yep. I got Z-Quiet for my snoring problem. I figured it was about time I admitted my snoring was keeping all of us from getting a restful night's sleep.
4: Well, I think I'm going to love Father's Day even more now.
0: Hi, I'm Dan. As founders of Z-Quiet, my wife Trina and I know the disruption and lack of sleep snoring causes.
4: That's why we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet.
0: Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound.
11: This Father's Day, give everyone a gift they really want and need. A great night's sleep.
0: Try
1: Z-Quiet for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810
7: or go to getzquiet.com Testing one, two,
12: three.
2: hey welcome back happy that you're with us jason Sharone is with us once again jason's a regular guest on our show he is uh the pastor at um, holy trinity ukrainian catholic church in carnegie pennsylvania jason how are you sir Great, couldn't be better. God Thank is good. The sun's shining. Yes, all
3: and is it's well. really hot, right? It is. Yes, I love it. I yes. like it too. All right, Jay. So you want to talk about original sin? You're asking the question: Is it a thing?
8: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think um, just from personal experience. Before, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> just before we get into the scriptures, uh, <laughs> the, the writings of, of holy men and women throughout the ages is just uh, uh, for people who who. Don't quite agree with it, or don't, don't, uh, maybe they don't even believe there's a God. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the first thing we know is that something's not right by looking at the world. And I, uh, C.S. Lewis spoke of that. You know, some people before they even come to the point of knowing that there's a God, they first start off knowing that something's not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're a little off. I, yeah. I, I remember when I was, you know, in high school, that, that was, uh, that was a thing for me is that, uh, looking around, I, I wasn't quite, I wasn't keen. I was interested in the question of God, but uh, my first thing that woke me up is something just is not right. Yeah, and uh, so this the awareness of disorder, of disease, of of uh, sin, division uh, that wakes us out of our sleep. And uh, the thing that causes that is is uh, original sin.
2: Hmm. Now, Jason, people would say, "Well, wait a second, Uh, we're born into the world, and we are uh, made in the likeness and the image of God, so how can we be born into sin? Didn't God bring us into communion with him? Shouldn't there be some perfection, especially as babies, because there's no way that we have sinned yet? Yeah. There's,
8: I mean, the the early Christian writers um, uh, and later Christian writers make a distinction between, you know, personal sin and original sin. Um, and personal sin uh, incurs guilt because you freely choose the evil that you know you ought not to do. Uh, original sin's different, though, you know, and uh, uh, we, we can't be punished for something we, we, or we can't be guilty of something we had no hand in doing. Uh, we suffer the effects of it, however— uh, but uh, our I mean, our belief is is, uh, is certainly that uh, we're not guilty of it. Especially the, the big old Orthodox uh, Christians uh, uh, have a very clear position on that. The difference between you know uh, flaw and guilt, and we're not we're not guilty of Adam's sin, but we'd certainly do suffer the effects of it. Yes,
3: because we're, it, because we're like him we're like, like Adam
8: like Adam yeah our, mm-hmm. in the same family yeah, he he's our father in the flesh and uh yeah so it it's uh, we we share like as we share the uh genetic makeup of our biological parents uh, so too we we share in the uh the fallen uh nature of of our
2: first parents Adam and Eve it seems a little unfair doesn't it
8: you know it it does but it it's kind of um uh, we, we look at God as this great script writer you know who who wants to write a, a script better than anything hollywood or or uh, the Bristol Theater can come up with and uh, He puts this in there and and that 's the mark of a genius is that uh, it 's one thing to make a beautiful monument out of a flawless chunk of marble it 's another thing to make uh, a monument out of a chunk of marble that 's cracked and has mm-hmm. a, a a chasm down the middle of it mm-hmm. it 's all wrecked. And the difference between a good artist and a master is the master can take the worst chunk of marble and make a masterpiece mm-hmm. out of it. And and that's our God, is that uh, he takes us at the worst, and he's able to make something glorious out of it. So it does sound, uh, on page one of the novel, it does sound like a, like a downer. But mm-hmm. if we stick with it and we read through salvation history and all of the things our God has done in people's lives— um, And ultimately, in in the work and life of his son, Christ, our Lord, that it is a beautiful, beautiful story.
3: Hmm. Isn't it interesting how we look at things differently when they impact us because we're so unbelievably Um, (laughs) self-centered. But, you know, I I look at, you know, I live with two cats and these cats are indoor cats, right? And are all around our house. I thought she was talking
8: about sisters. No, (laughs) no, no.
3: They're indoor cats. But all around our house are these families of bunnies. Okay. They're everywhere. I, I have like a rabbit enclave right in my home every day when i walk out and see the bunnies i tell them i say you should be so glad that we keep those cats inside because <laughs> this enclave would be over yes over right okay but i'm not gonna let li- so i know that if my cats were outside they would eat they would chase them they would abuse them and mm-hmm. they would eat them right that's what your spark does yes. okay i know it's like mutual of omaha over yes, your house yes. right but We don't look at that and we say, you know, that doesn't exist. We say that's what cats do. That's their nature, right? But all of a sudden, when it's human, some people say, well, that's not fair. Well, it's just, it is what it is.
2: It's our sin nature. It's just
3: it. Mm. I mean, no one looks at a cat and judges him because he, you know, eats a rabbit or chases him around. That's what cats do. This is what we do. Mm. This is what we do. We screw things up. Mm. We're dark
8: but we're not now this is where like some of the uh the more um uh, traditional calvinist positions would differ from the more you know, catholic or orthodox Tell us the positions difference. because um like with calvin and zwingli you know the teaching is that the effect of of original sin was so uh, overwhelming that our nature in and of itself became depraved mm-hmm. you know and um when i look at the writings for example of saint irenaeus of lyon you know in the 2nd century um you know, they, they held that line. They said, we lost the likeness, but we didn't lose the image, you know, is that uh, the likeness was just completely depraved, you know. But that general image, that outline, that silhouette of the divinity that made us, that remains, and sin is not so powerful that it can obscure the fingerprints of God.
3: So we're still sons of Adam and daughters of Eve, like C.S. Lewis wrote in Narnia. Yes,
8: right? Yeah, but we're, we're uh, being ad- now adopted— by our Heavenly Father uh, into uh, a kingdom that, that doesn't know division or death. Um, but, but our position, I think, uh, is that, that, that uh, depravity hasn't sunk down so deep as to conquer mm-hmm. the image within. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- not to say that uh, you know, we're all walking saints, but we're fundamentally, inherently good with a predisposition towards choosing the stupid and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, and
3: that, the Reformers would say that we are fundamentally lost.
8: That's my reading of it, but uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a, as well-read on all of the Reformers as maybe some of your audience, right. but yeah.
2: And a secularist would say, I'm okay, you're okay. And so what's the big deal? <laughs> you know, the big deal is that that's the most gloomy position of all,
8: is that because if there is no original sin, you know, as the Muslims believe and the, and the secularists believe— then what do you have to explain when someone does something bad? I mean, then the guy owns it all. He is the devil incarnate. You know, the Christian position is that you know this person's fundamentally good. They've given in to that weak part of their nature um, through their own free will, but through the devil's temptation, they've given in to that wounded part of their nature to choose the bad, the ugly, and all that. Uh, but uh, uh, the, 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 the secular position, I find, is, is, is quite miserable because, as I said, when someone messes up, there's no fallback. You mm-hmm. yourself are evil. You know, you did that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So the hope in that is that God himself, who is eternally good, always faithful, has never failed us. He is the one who can take the terrible marble and make it into something beautiful. And we're all in that process. If we believe in him, we are in that process of being made beautiful.
8: Amen. Yes. Yep. And all of this was, was foreshadowed in in Genesis. Everything in Genesis was a foreshadowing of the, the climax of the story, you know, of the beauty and of the victory um, that, uh, that that he hardwired into the story from the very beginning. Um I don't know if any of your listeners have ever, uh, have a Baba or grandmother who did embroidery, but you know, if you're, if you're a little two year old kid and you're on the floor and you're looking up at your grandmother doing embroidery, it looks like a heck of a mess. Mm -hmm. When you look at the bottom of that needlework, you think, good Lord.
9: She's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not related to
8: you. And, uh, but then she drops it and you see the cloth from her side. Good Lord, this is my grandmother. I'm related to her. Look at the detail of this needlework. Look at this masterpiece. So it's the same with you know with the, the divine plan for the salvation of the human race. Is that when we see it from uh, from the human perspective, all of these sins and division, all the disease and the death that comes from sin, original sin. You know, we're looking at that needlework from the bottom side. It, it, it's chaotic and ugly. But when we see it through the eyes of Christ, how all of this is. Is, is is ordered to the incarnation of Christ our Lord, his life, death, his resurrection, his, his ascension to heaven, and his second and glorious coming, then we're seeing it from the other side, and there's purpose and beauty in it. Amen to that.
2: Jason, thanks an awful lot. I mean, that's really that defines it very well. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate your time here. Jason Chiron, he's the pastor at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. Talk to us for a second about Holy Trinity.
8: Holy Trinity is a place where p- we pray to God without compromise. We uh, mm-hmm. worship as uh, you know the the uh, Christians have, have worshipped for a long time. Some it's not everyone's style. You know, some people like the more modern a t- a temp- type of temp- contemporary worship. Uh, we don't go much past the 11th century uh, Byzantium, <laughs> but but uh, you know it's it, it's 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 beautiful and it's yeah. transcendent and uh, you know it it's. Uh, it's a fly trap for the soul. You just go there and the prayers stick with you for the rest mm. of the week and that, that's our place. And we have a, a lovely community and we have a day camp for kids and we have uh, great families and it's its a, a little beautiful pasture of, of God's green, a uh,
2: little mm. piece of God's pasture on earth. Mm. Sounds, sounds wonderful. wonderful. Jace, yeah. thanks for being here. No problem. <laughs> Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania.
0: Summer's number one show returns, and lives are going to change. Hit that golden button! America's Got Talent. A star is being born. With an all-new season of talent that is in a word. Amazing! Unbelievable! Brilliant! Wow! Be there for every jaw-dropping moment. What?
9: just happened!
0: You were two inches away from being dead. That was incredible. America's Got Talent, followed by World of Dance, premieres tonight on NBC.
4: I'm Robin Druszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Every mattress has two sides, so why only use one? If you're considering a no-flip mattress, this is your wake-up call. Two-sided mattresses last much longer, so why is it hard to find a mattress that flips? At Original Mattress, every orthopedic mattress flips. Why? Let's just say selling a premium two-sided product that only lets you use one side doesn't fit our values. Don't let them sell you half the mattress at twice the price. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com
5: Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At The Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. The original mattress factory. You run your HVAC unit more than you run your car. But would you go a whole year without servicing
6: your car? Prolong your unit's life and avoid expensive breakdowns with Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong. Of course, if you have an emergency, a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable Family Company. Palace. P-E-L-L-E-S at PellasHVAC.com. Individual results may vary. He
11: wasn't developing
9: relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the differentologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could
4: connect the dots, so to speak, because it just, there was something just disconnected for her.
9: Something Brain Balance did for
4: me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance
11: did was give us a very distinct game plan we're going to get from point a to point b and this is how we're going to do it at school the teachers can't believe the change that has come about now he has a voice whereas before he didn't have one so for that we're so grateful to brain balance it's just been amazing what brain balance has done for her it's a totally different
4: Life. Why
6: just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's
2: 724-390-9012. I was at a uh, Memorial Day picnic yesterday, and uh, you know, of course there was summer fair. What, what surprised me was there was... Um, no
3: potato salad.
2: No, there was potato salad. Okay, well, I know that's a relief for you. There was potato salad, mm-hmm. there was macaroni salad, oh. and there was coleslaw. Oh, okay. Now, you know me. I sampled all three.
3: <laughs> As I would have expected.
2: I was happy to have that. Good for you. But I was, you know, I was eating, because you know, I like all three. I'm looking around. You know, nobody had macaroni salad. Other than myself, because it's horrible. No, it's excellent. It's the worst ever. And only of a crowd of about uh, twelve to fourteen people, there were three of us who had the coleslaw, and everybody else had the had the potato salad.
3: Yeah. I what think does it do I'll with it? be honest with you I think coleslaw's fallen on hard times. What? I do. I, don't I think that. I think that. And I'm speaking as one who's late to the game because I hated coleslaw until about 5 years ago and now I literally cannot eat it enough. I'm just overwhelmed by the deliciousness I love of it. it. I love it. And I don't know who I was. How could I have not liked it all this time? I took it to my party yesterday.
2: Yes. And
3: I came home with a whole half of it still Nobody there. ate it? I mean, people ate it, but half as many people as I expected to eat it.
2: What's the problem?
3: I don't understand. I mean, I is it perceived as being unhealthy because of the, the creamy dressing
2: is it is it cabbagey that makes people sort of gaseous i'll
3: be honest it's never made me gaseous me, neither have i, I mean
2: but, but that was my first response mike
3: I mean, I. I mean, classic I,
2: Mike in there. Laugh, Might you, you, you drink? Do you drink? I hope you don't drink. Do you it. eat your coleslaw and get, Are you gaseous? I don't believe you. I are. don't think so. I mean, I mean, gas? I'll tell
3: you. I'll tell you. My only association, with, mm. if you're taking into account your intestinal tract, is yeah. my food poisoning from macaroni salad. Well, no,
2: wait a second.
3: Listen, it's over for me. Uh, no, never no, no. a single time in the, You're never in the gonna duration. Have macaroni salad? Never again. My
2: Graham. My never. Graham made the best macaroni salad. I love
3: your Graham, but I'm oh, not having her macaroni that was salad. Really, really, I'm really not, not good. having anybody's macaroni salad ever again. No,
2: wait a second. If it would have been like, it might have just been an accidental kind of thing. Oh, was,
3: was accidental.
2: So you can't blame the macaroni salad. Oh, I'm blaming it. No, you blame the no, people no, who you listen, know whatever they no, did. no. Left I'm it just out saying long, that or, the
3: association is so profound in my mind and in my heart. That never again will I macaroni eat macaroni salad. salad. Never. I love it. Never. I hate, never. You can have whatever my allotment for life of macaroni salad is, I give it to you.
2: Okay. I'll be happy to eat it. You Great. Know. Knock yeah. yourself out. Okay. Coleslaw, potato salad, macaroni salad. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite side dish mm-hmm. as we get underway here for yeah, the summer of yeah, 2018?
3: Reflecting on yesterday. Yeah. I feel really good about the coleslaw. You know why? Why? I brought it at the spring house.
2: Oh, did you? you yes, it I yourself. did.
3: No. I've oh, never yeah. made coleslaw myself. Oh, yeah, what? I have. I Yes, I have. So but I'll be honest, honest, mine isn't that great.
2: I'm looking down my a little bit at you because I never made it either. Yeah, it
3: was because yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot.
2: My wife makes some fabulous oh, goals. One second,
3: sharing the
4: word that changes the world. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm
12: Keith Peters in Washington. America continues to actively prepare for President Trump's expected summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong Un in Singapore. State Department spokeswoman Heather Nauert says a top North Korean official is on his way to the U.S. North
11: Korean Vice Chairman of the Central Committee, Kim Yong-chul, is arriving in New York and will meet with Secretary Pompeo later this week. We also have a U.S. delegation meeting with a North Korean delegation in the DMZ.
12: Plans for the high-stakes summit have been in flux for days. Last week, Mr. Trump withdrew from the meeting because of the North Koreans canceling their meeting with the South, only to announce a day later that it could still get back on track. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 392 points to 24,361, the Nasdaq dropped 37, the S&P lower by 31, oil down a dollar 15 to 66.73 a barrel. This is SRN News.
10: Hi, this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th for our annual Faith Night at PNC Park. After we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit Pirates.com slash Faith Night
6: to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More details at wordfm.com slash pirates. Here's a quiz. How do you spell Kairos? Kairos. K-Y-R-O-S. No. Nope.
11: C-A-I-R. uh uh-uh. what, what? Wasn't it C? No.
6: Nope. It was K? Spell Kairos. Kairost. Roast. Oh, roast. Right.
4: K-Y-C-Y. Uh. Uh-uh. C-K? <laughs> no. I give up.
6: <laughs> Kairos. K-A-I-R-O-S. Meaning supreme moment, or to put it theologically, God's special time. It's also the name of a powerful ministry that since the 70s has brought the gospel to hundreds of thousands of inmates and their families. Kairos Prison Ministry trains ordinary believers just like you and me from every denomination to share the redemptive message of Jesus Christ with those in prison. Being a Kairos volunteer is like nothing you've ever experienced. If you've ever thought about prison ministry, this could be your Kairos moment. New ministry teams are forming now. Call 412-368-6691 to find out more. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412 368 6691.
9: Hey, Daddy
4: O, Pap, Pop, Father, Daddy, or whatever you call that special man, it's time to gather him up and head on out to the springhouse for our annual Father's Day steak and chicken fry. That's right, steak and chicken both marinated and cooked to perfection over an open pit outdoors and to complete this great dad's day meal we're making baked mashed potatoes ed's green beans corn pudding alabama casserole dutch greens homemade rolls rice pudding blondies brownies and of course all of our springhouse drinks featuring our famous chocolate milk that's right you can't beat it There will be live music and inside and outside seating and a free ice cream cone for every dad. Come to the Springhouse to treat your dad to a special day. Call 228-3339 for more details.
9: At Dell, we know running a small business takes hard work. As a thank you, for all of Small Business Month, we're offering up to 40% off select PCs with 8th Gen Intel Core processors
4: and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call eight seven seven by Dell to speak with a small
9: business technology advisor today. That's eight seven seven by Dell. Special financing available to qualified business customers when using Dell Business Credit. Go to Dell.com slash dvc promos for details.
1: The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Kalusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for one hundred years.
9: Partly cloudy tonight, warm and muggy, low 68, mostly cloudy tomorrow, warm and humid with a couple of showers and even a heavier thunderstorm in the afternoon. And any storm could produce some flash flooding and damaging winds, especially from the city on west, 84 degrees. A couple of showers and thunderstorms will linger around tomorrow night and into the day Thursday, High Thursday, 82. I'm weather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM.
2: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was in the um, the Oakland neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh this morning. thought I'd uh, stop by my uh, local friendly Starbucks to grab myself a little uh, mocha. Sure. Yeah, Much to my surprise, they were not open. Mm-hmm. So when I came into the studio and you were here, and uh, I thought, oh yeah, right, uh, Starbucks apparently is closed throughout the country today for the a one-day training, and anti-bias training. We called over at uh, the Green Tree Starbucks.
3: We did because we just wanted to verify it.
2: They're closed. They're closed. The guy answered the phone. He said, oh, no, no, we're just closed today. Mm-hmm. So all across the country, I and mean, that's a big statement. So remember the uh, the high-profile incident in april in philadelphia yep two black men were arrested at a starbucks were sitting at a table they were waiting for their buddy Mm -hmm. well all starbucks locations today are closed to train staff and uh, what uh, starbucks is saying starbucks is saying anti-bias measures in other words starbucks are closed so that they make sure that their employees treat all customers with respect and dignity and fairness okay both the store and corporate employees will undergo training right now. That measure was announced by Starbucks April, April 9th in wake of the incidents. Stores are going to close around 1 or 2, and then for the rest of the day, the training will be rooted in a toolkit that will focus on understanding prejudice and the history of public accommodations in the United States. I'm reading, this is from Relevant Magazine. Media won't be given access to the training, but the New York Session will see a couple of pre-selected employees speak to the press. It's estimated that Starbucks, by closing, will lose about $12 million in profits due uh, due to the efforts. I think it's a good thing.
3: I think it's a good thing, too, especially because the boycott Starbucks thing had gained a lot of – I know that I'm not saying it should have, but I know. Well, it was gaining a lot of traction. What am I going to say? on social media, mm. um, this was their way to counteract it, saying, okay, we're going to do something that is concrete and that will also garner a lot of attention, and this has, yeah. and so hopefully this will kind of even out their issue.
2: Yeah, so you can not walk into a Starbucks now and, you know, a, a manager or an employee calls the cops on somebody and says, well, I didn't know. Right. I mean, I, you know, those guys looked a little suspicious right. to me. So apparently, you know, uh, Starbucks, now the restrooms are open to all people, not just customers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a corrective measure. And I think it's, it's good for everybody to engage in this conversation.
3: I think it's good to engage in the conversation. I also think, though, it's important for us to think about the places that we hang out. I, you know, as much as I want the company to make a corrective that's necessary, I think it's also, as a customer, important to make a corrective that's necessary, which is, I know I'm a white woman. But oftentimes I go into a place and hang out for a really long time. Well, see, I don't do that. You okay. do that. I have done that, sure. Especially if there's Wi-Fi there, it's just, it's like a sure. magnet. So I pull out my computer and I start doing something. The to Next go. thing I know, I've been there for two hours. And here's the thing: I'm not looking up to see if somebody else needs my table. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of sitting there. You're so occupied I'm the space. occupied. I'm completely, you know, egocentric in what's happening. And there could be. 10 people waiting in line for my table and i don't even pay attention to it what do you mean they're so waiting in line late. for your table i, I mean they're just wanting to sit down and don't oh. have a chance to i'm not saying You're they're waiting I'm, I'm i don't mean waiting in line actually i'm just saying there are people maybe milling around who could be wanting my table and i just don't notice so i think yeah. it's probably good for us as customers to say maybe we should like keep an eye out and be conscientious of the people who own the business
2: too well this is something new because you know in the, you know in a different time, in a different place in America, we like say you walked into, you know, a, a restaurant. Well, you had to buy something, right? Right. You had to, know, paying customer. That's what you're supposed to do. Makes sense. I mean, really, I mean, that's just that's just
3: manners. I mean, that's not a law. It's just manners. Yeah. It's like I mean, normal human behavior. You're
2: supporting the business, so right. you got to buy something. Although that you know this incident that happened in Philadelphia, these guys like did what millions and millions of people have done. They're meeting someone,
3: right? So they're, they're just sitting there waiting. They're waiting.
2: Right. So, you know, that was ridiculous. That the cops were called on that. Oh, yeah, I think you know, right. any fair person would see that.
3: When I was in uh, New York, New York City, maybe, well, it was last summer, almost a year ago. And um, I could not, I mean, I'm not in New York very often. I could not get over the amount of traffic there was in and out of this one Starbucks.
2: What do you mean? We were in Midtown. Oh, really? Super, just, super busy. Just the,
3: uh, I mean,. <laughs> We got a seat. It was I was there with one other person, and it was like there was a parade going through
2: the Starbucks. Well, kind of funny you bring this up because we were a couple of weeks ago, we were at Ross Park Mall.
3: Well, the mall. Oh, was- Oh, can you believe that line down there? No,
2: I mean the mall was you know fairly active. All of a sudden, you'd come across a Starbucks kiosk in the middle of the mall. There's like 50 people in line.
3: I know, and I was in UPMC in Oakland in Presbyterian Hospital last week to see a friend, and I used to work in that hospital years ago, and I walked up to the first floor, and I saw that there was a Starbucks there. And I had known there was a Starbucks, but it yep. just took me back to when I worked there, and I thought, we didn't have a Starbucks. No, we shouldn't. I mean, talk about traffic. I mean, that place is like mobbed. Yeah. I mean, they have – gosh, they're making money hand over fist. Sure so how many millions of dollars are they projecting? $12 million. $12 million. One I, day. I don't think they care. That's one afternoon. It's not a whole day. That's
2: uh, right. One afternoon. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the great joys, when my kids were little and they discovered, you know, we could go to Starbucks and get a drink like that, you know, and spend seven bucks for a lemonade, one of their great joys was using a fake name, you know?
3: Oh, right. So I can be like Eloise.
2: They thought that, and they they came up with the most crazy names and they couldn't believe that the employee would write that name on the cup mm-hmm. and then call the name out. I mean, they had so many cheap laughs over that.
3: Okay, let me ask you this. Hmm. When you travel,
2: yeah.
3: you're... Going to wherever and you're going through a multitude, multitude of airports. Yeah. Don't you love to see a Starbucks?
2: Oh, (laughs) it makes you feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You
3: know what? So why do you, why do you love to see it?
2: There's a consistency to it.
3: That's exactly it. It There's a little bit of a home feeling. Right.
2: Yeah. I'm always happy to, and I'll always order something too. Mm -hmm.
3: And I know they're going to have my tea.
2: Yeah. And I always use a fake name. What? I just like to use a fake name. It feels good. Don't what? you use a fake name?
3: I have never a single time used a fake you name at Starbucks. You have I have I've been
2: with you and people have said, and they were, are guys from, from uh, the ministry. From they, Food for
3: the Poor. Yeah. They're using the fake name. You, I'm not. You have a
2: fake name. They, they picked it. Oh. Well, I always have a fake name.
3: What do you mean? Is it the same?
2: Pretty much. <gasps> There's variations on the theme. I'm generally Frederick or Fred <laughs> just because I like it. I like someone to call me Fred. Hey,
5: Freddie. Hey, Freddy.
2: I just think it's funny
3: I had no idea
2: Oh, I like it Since I was a kid Since I was a little kid I used to call myself Fred Hall
3: Hey, Freddie. Well, now, the first time We talked about this on the air was, yeah. was multiple years ago Yeah And you mentioned Frederick And I said that I like the name Francis yeah. I always like the name Francis There you go Okay But I've never actually gone into Starbucks And given them the name
2: Francis well, That's about time <gasps> Why do you do that? Just because it's fun It's a little treat I kind of make myself laugh And I like that I want to try it, oh, please. I think I you can't should. do it
3: tonight because they're closed.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay, next time you go, yeah, you'll be Francis. Can I be Francis? Please, do. I like the
3: name Francis for a woman. Yes. I really I do. So. Yeah. With an E, F R A N C E S. Francis.
2: Yes. Isn't isn't that like a Francis the mule? What? I think that's anyway. That's what makes me think of.
4: WORD.
1: Summer hasn't even officially begun, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to
0: school!
1: If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list now at WordFM.com. Keyword tuitions.
3: Many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you probably know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non Obamacare plans. But did you know, now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings, up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. Hi, Mark. UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley a call. Ask the questions that you have. 724-884-1496. Find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com.
6: If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product. And they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661.
0: The nation's largest Christian music festival. Creation Northeast. Celebrating its 40th anniversary. Returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania. June 27th through the third. Featuring Toby Mack, For King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. He knows! Plus, speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four days of music. As well as inspiring worship and teaching in our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus, children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast with over 75 bands and speakers. June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't Out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at CreationFest.com.
6: If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast, June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA, for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more, for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword Shopping.
2: We generally start off the week with Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent. But this being the day after the first day of the week, we're decided to do the, uh, have Greg join us at 5 o'clock instead of 4 o'clock, just to make things more confusing. No, I like it better. <laughs> Greg, welcome back. What day is it? What uh, time is it? That's the problem. Exactly. That's that really right. is Bye, the problem. Hi.
3: Hey, Greg. Uh, nice to hear from you. Okay, before we, uh, before we talk about anything else, let's hit North Korea first. Um, do we have a summit that's back on?
12: Well, there are a lot of indicators pointing that, yes, uh, the summit is looking to be back on, although that's still being worked out. Uh, nothing has been finalized or firmed up. But it, we've seen sort of a yo-yo of, of uh, activity on this. We had last Thursday the president uh, issuing a letter publicly that he had sent to Kim Jong Un saying that uh, he was canceling the summit. He was concerned about the rhetoric coming out of North Korea, and that uh, if we wanted, if the two countries wanted to pursue peace, they could still do that. And that was the president's desire. And then the very next day, he said, "Yep, we're uh, we're talking again with North Korea." Uh, so in the matter of just 24 hours, everything was called off, and then everything was starting to get back on. And then earlier today, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders announced. Uh, activity happening on several levels. The president has invited the Japanese prime minister to come here next week and meet him with him at the White House about the Korean, Korean Peninsula. Separately, there are delegations, U.S. and North Korea delegations, meeting in the DMZ right now also the vice chairman of north korea is coming to new york later this week to meet with the secretary of state so there are several several uh, bits of activity happening here which are pointing toward a summit we'll have to see if they can actually agree on one
2: right No, i mean that's an abrupt swing right because last week as president trump sent a letter he also tweeted saying that he was praying that he would never have to use his nuclear capabilities and now we're ready to sit down once again i mean it's a good thing
12: yeah there was yeah there was there was some tough talk he called he called it decision to call off the summit, you know, sad. He said it was sad for the world and he was very he was expressing disappointment. But John, you're exactly right. He was still flexing mm-hmm. some of that military muscle. Uh, and you have to wonder if that's part of the approach, part of the strategy the president was employing. Another part of the strategy that it's been speculated on is that the president decided to pull the plug, at least temporarily on the summit last Thursday, because uh, the, the U.S., the, the White House was, was concerned, the president primarily was concerned, that perhaps the North Koreans would walk away and it would make him look bad, so he acted first. So a lot, of, a lot of interesting questions about exactly what kind of strategy the president
2: has. Yes, and to think that someone from North Korea, a higher member of the delegation, would arrive in the United States, I can't remember the last okay. time that's happened.
12: Yeah, this uh, you know, no matter what you think of the strategy, no matter what you think of the idea of engagement with North Korea, these this is this is very uh, very interesting. This hasn't mm-hmm. happened for uh, for some time with the United States and North Korea, and so you you have the vice chairman, as I mentioned, of the ruling party uh, in North Korea coming here. He's a former uh, intelligence official. Uh, and someone who is obviously uh, high up in the government and is going to be meeting with our Secretary of State in New York. And also there's a separate team that's being run by the Deputy Chief of Staff here at the White House, of operations at the White House. He is leading a team of U.S. officials in Singapore to prepare for possible logistics of the summit being still hosted there, whether that's on June 12th or a later date, we don't know yet. Uh, but again, there's a lot of activity about, going on about
3: this, and it does make me think, Greg, that even though the president's um, strategies and speech about his strategies is unorthodox to say the least, it, it in this instance it appears to be working. And so I wonder if it, if if this does end up working, actually being successful and producing fruit, this is probably what we're going to see in his relations with Russia or Syria or Iran.
12: Well, you know, he was swept into office with the promise of being a different kind of leader because he was not a typical politician. Uh, He has, of course, demonstrated that in a number of ways, positively and negatively, since taking office a year and a half ago, not, not quite a year and a half uh... but yeah he he has taken a far different approach and it's almost as if donald trump relishes in being different than barack obama and george w bush and other presidents when it comes to dealing with what he sees are intractable problems north korea being one of them and he has said repeatedly that uh... you know the past approach previous strategies simply did not work with north korea and even though this is something different and sometimes there have been critics of his approach uh it's getting at least to an, uh, it's getting to a level that we haven't seen before which uh very well
10: could lead to success
2: Very nice. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, uh, let's move to the Russian investigation, because this is one of those things I think it's going to be around for an awfully long time with Robert Mueller. Um, Is there any fruit or anything that... Do we know anything? Right. Is it just going to be this fuzzy news cycle we're going to be in for the next X number of months or years, maybe?
10: Well, we do
12: go through long periods of time where there is um, nothing um in terms of firm evidence or uh action actionable um you know information coming out of the special counsel's office they are running a very tight ship over there in terms of uh release of information and progress on the investigation and so what fills that vacuum then uh, are a lot of tweets from president trump and a lot of back and forth between members of the republican and democratic parties and other political operatives and the president today was again uh, using his approach of trying to discredit Robert Mueller and his investigators by suggesting that they not only meddled by looking in on his campaign in 2016, but he accused them, without really providing any evidence, that they are going to be meddling with the midterm elections, because he says that Republicans are taking the lead in some polls now, and he's concerned that Uh, Somehow the special counsel's investigation in Russia is going to uh, infiltrate uh, the campaigns of Republicans uh, in the midterm election. So that's his latest tactic. A lot of people are dismissing this as conspiracy theory because the president often doesn't back up some of these claims with hard evidence. Uh, But it's very clear that he is trying to discredit the special counsel. Mm -hmm.
3: It's our weekly conversation with SRN White House correspondent Greg Clugston. And so speaking of tweeting and the president, uh, talk about the Washington Post story that the president is now acting and perhaps will as his own communication director.
12: Right. This is a, a position that was most recently held by Hope Hicks, and she's been gone for a number of weeks now. And that has been that job has been vacant for really two months uh, but uh, President Trump, as the story goes from the Washington Post, is really the one who is overseeing the communications uh, whole operation here at the White House in terms of uh, now you know, whether he is sitting down with um, his key uh, people, whether it's uh, in the press office or the communications staff or a combination of the two, and actually sitting down and strategizing, uh, that remains to be seen. But it's very clear that uh, he is making announcements on Twitter, Sometimes catching his staff off guard, we've seen that over the course of his time in office, that uh, there have been times that he will simply get onto his Twitter account and make um, pronouncements uh, that does leave some of his senior staff scrambling because they it wasn't that it wasn't that they didn't know that that was going to be happening exactly, but maybe the timing uh, caught them by surprise. And so it's just an interesting idea that um, you know, with the importance uh, of the White House platform. Uh, And the bully pulpit, you know, that we so often hear about, uh, that he's really uh, he's really calling the shots um, because he hasn't uh, replaced his previous communications
2: director. Speaking of the bully pulpit, just uh, a few hours ago, mid-afternoon, news came out of uh, of Hollywood, California, that Roseanne Barr, the sitcom star who has been closely aligned with President Trump in the past, her series has been canceled because of a racist tweet that she made earlier in the day. Now it, it seems that all this is a weird world that we live in. Now that all roads, in some way, lead back to the White House, where a sitcom star has an impact, and of course, the president is part of the story.
10: Yeah, and
12: uh, this tweet that uh, you know Roseanne put out and later apologized for was aimed uh, at Valerie Jarrett, a former. Uh, top advisor to president obama when he was here at the white house uh... and it and it was pretty nasty Um and we don't need to go into that now but the idea though you're right is there is a connection because uh, this reboot of the Roseanne show, many years after it's been off the air, mm-hmm. has really resonated with a lot of Americans. Many of whom um, would be seen as uh, political supporters of of Donald Trump and his administration, uh, much like Roseanne has been a vocal supporter a- as well. And so this has been this has been kind of a surprise hit, uh, you know, going to the top of the you know the number one. I think it's the number one comedy this year. On on broadcast television, and so ABC said, you know, was describing these comments, this tweet by Roseanne, as abhorrent, and they had no choice but to cancel the program. Um, it, it's interesting because you know the program being very popular obviously was bringing in a lot of money for the network, and so there was a financial part of that decision. Um, there, there are some conservatives who were wondering if this was uh, the perfect excuse for ABC to, you know, to possibly go, you know, do away with the Roseanne show because uh, the thinking would be that there are some executives who aren't really entirely uh, happy with a lot of the pro-Trump jokes and uh, and dialogue on the show. Uh, but again, uh, it was it was uh, it was a moneymaker for the network. And I'm sure it was a, a, a tough decision for them to make in, in that regard.
2: Yes. Salem Radio Network News. Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, let's circle back around again just for uh, one more brief conversation about President Trump and uh, North Korea. We talk to you uh, often about the insider of what it looks like to be part of the press. So when and if this uh, summit would take place, what would the press go? What would that look like? I mean, how many people would be uh, invited along? Would there be inside access? Can you have any idea, talking to your contemporaries,
13: about that?
12: Well, we do We do have some information from the White House because uh, before last Thursday's um, abrupt cancellation, uh, at least temporarily by the president of the summit, uh, members of the press corps had already see- received some initial information about logistics in Singapore for July, uh, for June 12th, which was the original date for the summit. And so, um, there will be, you know, members of the of the uh, the press corps in the pool would travel with the president on Air Force One. Um, and, and then any other network who wants to travel unilaterally to Singapore would then, uh, be welcome, of course, to do that. And there would be, much like there is any time the president travels to an international location or a conference or a summit, uh, there would be kind of a working, um, press, uh, filing center, perhaps at a hotel or some other building. And so there, you would have, you would have the access of the White House press corps still on the ground in Singapore. Um, possibly with the opportunity for either a news conference or at least a couple of photo opportunities certainly there would be background briefings from trump administration officials in that kind of a setting uh... but beyond that there are very few particulars as to um exactly where in Singapore these meetings would be held between Kim Jong-un and President Trump? And also exactly uh, you know, what would happen if it's scheduled for a day or two and they're, you know, they decide to, to talk longer? Could it go two or three days or could it last a week if there was actual progress being made? So there's still a lot of unknown, unknown answers to those questions.
3: I have to sneak one more question in, Greg. And and this is a question about social media. I know that you're relatively new to Twitter. Um, John and I have been living in that universe for a while. Um, but over the weekend, I think perhaps this was one of the most misleading things we've seen in social media for a while. Um, New York Times Magazine editor in chief, Jake Silverstein shared a picture of children sleeping in enclosed cages. And this was a, um, this was, you know, a call to rally people against the Trump administration and their treatment of immigrants and especially immigrant children. And then we find out today or last night that these were actually old photographs. These were were Obama-era photographs from 2014. And so New York Times Magazine editor-in-chief, Jake Silverstein, had to come out and say, you know what, it's my bad. You know, even though this is a horrible situation, it's not a current situation, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. It had blown up to such an incredible degree, and there were probably a million tweets mm-hmm. about that photograph, not to mention the one that I saw on Saturday, which was a, like a photograph of inside a bus, and it was a, allegedly an immigration bus like a deportation bus and it just had like little baby car seats in it and it's just this is horrible and we're we're you know this is the end of the world and we're a, a wretched country and then we find out that that's an old photograph too so you have any commentary on how these things get out is that frustrating to you as a journalist who has to actually look for facts before you publish something
12: well it is frustrating and it certainly adds fuel to the fire of the uh... the cry from a lot of people that um, including president trump on occasion that there is fake news out there uh, now, whether this was an honest mistake, whether this was meant to uh, to color a story in a particular way, um, to uh, to get a point across that may not have been accurate, um, you know that remains to be seen, but it it certainly is not helpful for the cause of journalism, especially in this day and age when, as you're right, you know, talk about social media. Something can uh, can can light a fire so quickly and be spread and, and and be responded to by millions of people in the matter of either minutes or hours, and so so many people see this information, uh, and they either quickly accept it or they are extremely skeptical of it, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's right. a very that's very that, that's very hard. I mean, people talk about you know uh, you know the First Amendment rights of of, uh, you know, various freedoms, including press freedoms, and how important that is to the uh, the kind of the bedrock foundation of our country. And if we, if we can't believe publicly disseminated information very well, that really does tear away at the fabric of our country a little bit by little bit.
2: Yes. Well, Greg, thanks. I mean, your weekly visits with us as you, uh, you come and join us on the air gives us both confidence mm-hmm, that there are does. men and women in the press who have the integrity and the wherewithal to show up and to, to write the truth. And so we always appreciate that and thank you here for your time.
12: Well, thank you for that. And it's always great talking with you and your audience. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Greg Klux in SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg and Salem Radio Network News, WordFM.com.
6: If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast, June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA, for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendeza, and more, for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping.
4: You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made honestly priced original
5: when it comes to selling you a mattress most retailers are handing you a line a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion at the original mattress factory we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you it's short sweet and simply makes sense So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the original mattress factory. You know, they say the best is yet to come.
1: For just five quarters a day, you can sponsor a child through Compassion International. It's pocket change to you. It's life-changing for a child in need. Be part of the change. Become a sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio.
11: This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent taxes. Problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands for this free information call 800-813-1105 800-813-1105 that's 800-813-1105 <laughs>
9: Partly cloudy tonight, warm and muggy, low 68, mostly cloudy tomorrow, warm and humid with a couple of showers and even a heavier thunderstorm in the afternoon. And any storm could produce some flash flooding and damaging winds, especially from the city on west, 84 degrees. A couple of showers and thunderstorms will linger around tomorrow night and into the day Thursday, high Thursday, 82. I'm weather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
2: Hey, welcome back. Thanks for being with us today. You know, of course, you don't uh, want to deny any ministry of the tools to do their job properly, but sometimes...
3: Like if you're buying, you know, pens or, you know, copy your paper. Yeah, or I mean, you need, or, you're working, you need right, a van to sure. haul people and you need things. To, you need to
2: fix your roof at the church. Whatever. You know, every ministry has tools that are necessary for the success of said ministry, but sometimes things go a little over the top. Uh, no, I do not know this this uh, televangelist. His name is Jesse Duplantis.
3: I'd never heard of him until a couple of days ago.
2: Oh, Mike's shaking his head. So, cl- classic Mike. No- so, Jesse classic Duplantis. Mike knows. Mike knows. Jesse Duplantis, uh, somewhere down in the New Orleans area, Desteron, um, Louisiana. He is a, a gospel televangelist with a global reach. Is asking disciples for money so that he can buy a new jet that oh. costs $54 million. <laughs> really? So we can go anywhere in the world in one stop. He seeks the donations in a video posted last week on the Mm -hmm. ministry's website. He says this, quote, I really believe that if the Lord Jesus Christ was physically on the earth today, Uh he wouldn't be riding a donkey. He'd be flying in an airplane all over the world, end quote. He says that his 40-year-old Jesse Duplantis Ministries has paid cash for three private jets that he currently owns. Mm-hmm. Just burning them up for the Lord Jesus Christ.
3: Oh, that'd make you feel good if you were a donor.
2: Yep. Now he says his say has, has got his sight set on a Dassault Falcon. 7X, a three-engine jet with a range of Mm -hmm. 5,950,000 miles, customizable cabins accommodate 12 to 16 passengers. A 2017 write-up on the SherpaReport.com, which is a website focused on private aviation, said the list price for the new Falcon 7X was $54 million. In the video, uh, Jesse Duplantis says that God told him, quote, I want you to believe in me for a Falcon 7X. That's. Pray about becoming a partner to it. The plan of solicitations comes four months after. Kenneth Copeland announced that he had bought a new Gulfstream jet. The aircraft, sold in 1998, carried a $36 million Mm -hmm. price tag. In 2015, Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland defended their use of private jets. In a segment on Copeland's television program, they argued that commercial planes were full of, quote, a bunch of demons that will bog down their busy schedules (laughs) with prayer requests.
3: Oh, my God. How many things are wrong with that?
2: Just about everything. Those commercial planes full of a bunch of demons. That would include you and I often.
3: Don't you wonder how we have started with a suffering Savior? A Savior who did not have a place to lay his head. The one who was despised and rejected by men. A friend of sinners. I mean, the light that shined in the darkness. This, this Savior who submitted himself to every form of humiliation and abuse and poverty of situation. This, how do we go from him giving up his actual life on a dirty cross to someone who thinks that he can ask people for $54 million so he can get an airplane? That is a perversion of the gospel.
2: Well, he asks because – he succeeded in past asks, right? He's already got three jets. Now he wants a new one, and the problem is that people give to that supporting the ministry. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's
3: an absolute tragedy. It makes me phys- That story makes me physically sick. Ugh.
2: So when you know people who are not Christians look at that and go. That's twisted.
3: Then you stay, you stand with those people who aren't Christians, and you say, "Yeah, that is sick."
2: You got that right. We'll take a break. and Come back. We're going to talk with the ministry. Reasons to believe. Robots. All right. Mm-hmm. Robots in Jesus. Straight no, ahead. maybe
3: not robots in Jesus. Why a robot can't outjump a flea? Well, it's not robots in Jesus. Well,
2: there's something about that.
3: I don't think there is. One hundred one
4: point five W O R D.
1: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're
4: ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right?
1: On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. the iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101. 1.5 W-O-R-D. If
13: you could impact Africa for Christ right now, would you? Hi, it's Mike with Bible League, and I know you would. We're joining with Word FM to send Bibles to 5,000 waiting Christians in Africa, and we're only a few gifts away from meeting goal in this final week. The Christians we're supporting right now. They live remotely where bookstores don't exist. Many live with corrupt governments and religions like radical Islam that seek to harm them. Others are among a small number of believers in their villages, and they wonder if Christians elsewhere even know or care about their plight. These members of our spiritual family, they may be under-resourced, but they are filled with joy. In fact, we find that when a Christian in a place like Africa finally gets a Bible after completing our discipleship study, very quickly they impact at least a dozen people for Christ. $5 sends a Bible. And if 100 listeners will send 20 Bibles each, that's a $100 gift. Praise God, those 5,000 Bibles will be on their way. Call 800-670-9110. 800-670-9110. You know
2: how it is. You wake up and you either feel like saying, Good morning, Lord, or good Lord morning. Hey, this is John Hall, and I have to ask, if the second statement is more like you, why on earth haven't you tried my pillow yet? I've been talking to you about it forever. I'm telling you, once you try it, you'll fall in love with it, right after you fall asleep on it. And since you're a kind and sharing person, you're going to want to share that gift with someone else, right? Of course you are. Good thing Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Use the promo code WORD. You'll get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows Which are great for travel. Plus, MyPillow is the only pillow that comes backed with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Call 1 800 961 9207. Enter the promo code WORD or visit MyPillow.com and enter the code to get the four pack special today. That's 1 800 961 9207 or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com.
0: I don't know how else to say this, so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster?
4: Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. Ah!
1: An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico.
0: I just need a little me time. Ah!
12: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
2: Hey, thanks for being with us today. Jeff Zerwink is with us from Reasons to Believe. Jeff's an astrophysicist, a research scholar, executive director at Reasons to Believe. He's earned his PhD in astrophysics from Iowa State University. And uh, here today to talk to us about a really odd, interesting article about robots and fleas. Jeff, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? Hi, John. Doing very well. How about yourself? I can't complain. I'm good. But this is an odd Yeah, Jeff,
3: I've never heard of these two things put together, robots and fleas. (laughs)
10: <laughs> well it, it is the sort of thing we're actually trying to figure out how to build things that work as well as what we see in nature mm, so okay. if you want small things fleas do a pretty good jobs right. try and replicate what they're doing okay
3: yeah. all right so tell us what do fleas do
10: well they just jump really well uh, you know in fact not just fleas but we look at things like mantis shrimp and hydra and there's there's just these small creatures that have uh, very powerful appendages that can accelerate to you know, 60 miles an hour repeatedly in the blink of an eye or shoot uh, their poison out of jets to ward off prey faster than a bullet. Um, They're just these organisms that are able to achieve uh, mechanical accomplishments that we cannot yet replicate. And so we're studying them to figure out how to do things better.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, there are many things that we can't, you know, the robots can't do. I mean, I was, I hurt my finger. I hurt my, uh, my, my little finger last week. And I, I just wanted to sort of bend it a little bit, you know? The, 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 how many times a day do you bend your little finger? It hurt like the Dickens. And I'm thinking, well, God designed that finger just so, so, to be so perfectly. And I don't even notice it until I, you mm-hmm, know, bend that, it. Right, and and then the pain that. comes in. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, I mean, something as simple as that, Jeff, that tiny little, there is that movement, like back and forth, back and forth. I mean, robots can do something like that, but that fine tuning, whether it's a fleas movement or the movement of my finger, I mean, you think about God's creation and the perfection within that, there is no way that man can even come close to replicating anything like that. And even if he does, it's still a heck of a long way off, isn't it?
10: Well, yes, it is, and and I actually kind of had a little bit of a different take. It's like, yes, we cannot replicate it yet, but what we do find is that as we study it, we have even more, we find more ingenious ways to do things. And so what I found fascinating about this study is that what we recognize is, you know, typically we just look and say, all right, let's add more muscles, and the more muscle, the faster you are, the stronger you can do things. But what they found is that in these organisms, there's muscles and there's tendons and there's other elastic structures and latches and they kind of cock and load and use it all together and what allows them to work as well as they do is they're just exquisitely fine-tuned in fact I, you know i loved one of the comments It goes you know it suggests that road bots can't yet out jump a flea in part because such quick repeatable movements require components to be exquisitely fine-tuned to each other
0: mm-hmm.
10: and so we just see these incredible designs and so we replicate them and build better things. But to me that says there's really is an original designer that mm-hmm. we're just copying what we're seeing, right. not not being inventive in that sense. Right.
3: Yeah. Well so if we know that if we recognize that, I think there's a lot of power for inventiveness knowing that we're working on a perfect creation and God's given us this incredible power and freedom to think of new things. I mean, looking at the, you know, realm of science and innovation in that way, I think is really
10: freeing. You know, it really is. And, it, and it's fascinating, too, because, you know, not not only do you see that in the realm of, can we build a flea that can jump higher, but I've seen that where when we look at molds and how they move around and build their network structure, it's kind of replicating what we do in our cities and how we build our streets. And so, we can actually use things like that to build better networks, or we can use the way bees operate and communicate to build uh, more robust computer internet type networks, or build faster mousetraps, or this, that, or the other. I mean, there's so many things in nature that as we understand them we can now look and say, wow, that works really well. What else can we do with it? Hmm. And so, again, it's just kind of that replicating nature that God's built that in there for us to discover, see his majesty, and then also kind of create after him as yes.
2: well. Mm-hmm. I would think, Jeff, that to be a scientist, and especially someone who is interested in the act of creation in science, it would have to be... Two things. I think you would have to be incredibly humbled and maybe frustrated at the same time because you see the perfect order of the natural world around you and you think, well, of course. I mean, you know, A follows B in this beautiful symmetry. And as a scientist, I can't even get X to do the most basic mm-hmm. of things. So I'm, and I'm always surprised by scientists who are not believers having that infused around them, that beauty and the simplicity and the powerful of the frustration of trying to build something to replicate God's glory. You know,
10: it is, and I think part of what I see in myself is that there's, as you spend enough time around it, it just becomes ordinary. You know, every now and again, I have to sit back and remember that I get to study black holes and dark matter. I mean, these things that I kind of think are ordinary and run-of-the-mill because I work with them all the time, yeah. they really are pretty spectacular and amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there is just an aspect of that is that you see it, it's like, oh, this is what I deal with all the time. But it, it really is just pretty majestic and awesome. And I, and I really see that, especially when I get in looking at how organisms work, because I don't work with them very often. And, and They're pretty remarkable.
2: They sure are. I remember when I was a little kid, well, I maybe like, you know, was 11 or 12, and it dawned on me to think about God's creation. And you think about, you know, something that's buried at the bottom of the ocean, those great behemoths, those, you know, those organisms that are are down there in the dark. The ones
3: that light up and are cool.
2: Yeah, right? They're (laughs) they're buried in there. And then you think about the heavens that are above us, and the moon and the stars and the planets. And there's, you know, the whole breadth and depth of God all over that. The creation of that. I mean, it's mind-boggling just to even try to categorize that stuff, let alone to think that God was thoughtful and careful in his consideration in the creation of all that.
10: Yeah, and, and just that idea that he is in control over all of that. I mean, as I study black holes and neutron stars, I, I'm just keenly aware that given our best efforts, we as humanity are never going to have that sort of power and control to figure out how, or not to figure out, but to actually control and manipulate how a star works. But yet we're never going to exhaust what we can learn about it. And that's true whether you're looking out in the heavens and seeing the stars or whether you're looking at life or whether you're looking at the deep insides of the planet. There's there's never an exhaustibility about how God has revealed himself in creation. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me as a scientist kind of, I I see that same phenomena as we look at the Bible. There's we, We can learn a lot about it. We're always learning and growing and understanding, but we've never exhausted the depths of what God's revealed, either in his Bible, his, or his special revelation, or in his general revelation.
3: Jeff, last question for you. In all, in all the speaking and traveling that you do, are you seeing um, any kind of changes in how culture's looking at the science and faith divide? I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like you're building bridges between the two now?
10: You know, I think there really are. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any dreams out there that somehow everybody's going to come around and say, "Oh, yeah, this all works together." It seems to me there are people who want to see science and Christianity in opposition, um, and you know, I, I don't know what you know apart from God's work. I just don't see that changing. But I really do see people recognizing that there really is a concordance between. Or there at least can be a harmony between what we're finding as we study God's creation and what we find when we Mm -hmm. study God's Word. And I think that's just a powerful tool that we can use to go out and share the Gospel with people who wouldn't otherwise listen to what the Bible had to say. You know, it used to be, I remember growing up, evangelism in college was, hey, do you know what the Bible has to say about salvation? Well, now people don't even care, in some sense, what the Bible has to say. And so science kind of gives us that way of coming in and saying, you know, hey, what we're finding in science affirms what the Bible said all along. Now let's consider what the Bible has to say. So it, it does help us really build that bridge and do evangelism in a way that we might not otherwise be able to.
5: Well, that's really
2: good. Through God and all of his creation to build a bridge to evangelism. Jeff Zerwink has joined us from Reasons to Believe. It's a ministry we love. Look for them online at reasons.org. Reasons to Believe
0: this is the pepsi that gets you stuff crack one open and you could get a weber grill or an acoustic guitar because when you collect codes on specially marked pepsi products you'll get summer rewards from pepsi stuff we'll even get you tickets to see dirks bentley i like the sound of that we do too dirks grab the pepsi enter the codes get the stuff drink pepsi get stuff PepsiStuff Rewards Program, subject to official rules at pepsistuff.com, open to legal U.S. residents 18, plus all rewards subject to availability and may have limited
2: quantities while supplies last. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net.
10: At Grace Wellness Center,
1: our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger,
6: something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio.
10: (laughs) Is that right? That's right. That's awesome. (laughs) I can't Maybe some
12: other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930.
1: Check us out. Join us. There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at unbound.org.
2: Okay, so just as there are furnace wars in the winter, Oh, it's you know. Turn that up. Or turn it down. Turn it up. In the summertime, I bet you there has to be air conditioning wars as well. Yes. Too cold. Too.
3: Listen, almost every air. Now, again, I'm from a house that we don't have air conditioning, yeah. so you can so you can see where my like foundational body temperature is. Most air conditioning is way too cold for me.
2: You got that right. We're looking in here. Mike's in there. Mike Mike's, Classic Mike's uh, in his studio. Classic
3: Mike's studio is really cold today. Right. But I, you know, I brought a sweater. I never leave home without a sweater. Mm-hmm. Today, um, I was in Giant Eagle and I love my Giant Eagle, but when you walk in the produce section, it's like
2: 40 degrees. Yep. Yeah.
3: And I just came in from outside where it's 90. So I'm like, you know, shivering by the time I can get to my red peppers in the back.
2: Well, were you alive for the energy crisis yeah. back in the 70s. I remember
3: that when I was a kid, like waiting in line for gas and all that right. sort of thing.
2: I mean, there was a big deal about, you know, energy consumption, the over overuse of energy. So look at how much money we're spending, how much energy is wasted. Oh, I know. On- and I
3: think, listen, for how much conversation I've had over the years on email or social media about global warming or cooling or climate change or whatever uh, people think it is. I would like to see someone who really cares about climate change give up the air conditioner because every single person I've ever talked to about climate change and they think it's such a crisis has an air conditioner in their house. So you know what? I don't have an air conditioner.
2: Well, because once was a luxury, now becomes a necessity. Right.
3: But it's not a necessity.
2: Most people would say there's no way I could survive without this.
3: Well, you could. We do. We do.
2: We do. We do. I mean, you know, my kids my kids are like crying. I got to oh. be
3: honest. I mean, I'm not saying it's great. I mean, when it's I walked in- It's not
2: that big of a deal. But he, it really is But you
3: know, when my kitchen gets hot, you don't feel like cooking anything. You don't feel like eating anything. Well, remember just, when?
2: Do you remember when we were kids, my mother was like, too hot to cook, we're going to yes. all have salads. Right. Or eat right. some tuna and crackers.
3: Mm-hmm. Tuna <laughs> yeah. and crackers. That's what I'm serving tonight at the Emmons Homestead. We're having tuna and crackers. Okay.
2: I mean, fine. You just, you know- I don't know. It builds character. That's what I tell kids. It does my kids. build character. Okay.
3: But there's all, do you Suck ever up, have, you though, do you get to the point where there's one day in the summer where you're cranky?
2: Oh, yeah. You know what we do? We go to the mall.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, we go to the mall. Just
3: escape a little bit.
2: Just to walk around a little bit, you know? Okay. Or we, of course, you go to the pool. Mm-hmm. Right? You go to the pool.
3: I don't I no, have, we I, mean, I mean I didn't go to the pool a single time yeah, last summer. Well, uh, you
2: know, but when our kids were little we did that. I right. mean, not even that little. When they were like, you know, early teens we went to the pool.
3: Right. You didn't go to the pool last year. Either. I did not you go. You already told no, me you didn't yeah, go, I didn't so go. don't be acting like you no, went. No, no, I'm just saying oh, when our kids okay. were younger. Yeah, you that's know? what you do. Right. Yeah.
2: right. Or you know, just go walk, or go to the movies.
3: See now that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see in the theater again mm, I decided mm-hmm. last night? The greatest showman.
2: Oh, my Because we, watched, goodness, it. we watched
3: it. We watched it again. We had a family movie night Saturday and Sunday night. We watched it. We loved it. We went through every bit of it. Really? There were a couple tears. It was so awesome. You and watched I watched it
2: at home on the TV. Yeah. How many times have you seen that movie? Six? This is six. I yeah. thought so. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. I'm telling right.
3: you, when you love something, you love something. Yeah, you
2: do, yeah. All right, well, here's hoping that you stay cool this mm-hmm. evening.
3: And if you don't have air conditioning like we do, just find yourself a good fan
2: or have a milkshake. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word
1: FM and Salem Communications.
13: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. My
12: clients are fleeing New Jersey like it's on fire.